0: What is up, everybody? Happy Friday. Welcome to episode 77 of the GVG cast. I'm your interim host, Steve Bowling. I'm joined, as always, by my good friends and partners here at GVG, Ash Paulson, who is joining us live from the bathtub. Brandon Miracle, back from baby leave, and <laughs> Daniel hey. Alba. How How is it? We got Hello. a full house. It's been a while. We do. I We're know. Yeah, Ash has the same shirt as last time. He does. He even has the... <laughs> no. The, I-
1: Oh, from, from the last tub stream? Do yes, I really? I believe That's so. That's so funny. I mean, you know, how can you go wrong with Persona 4's teddy in a, in a tub, right? I mean...
0: Tub teddy. It's just, they go so well <laughs> together. I didn't even realize that. <laughs> well, It's its it's been a hell of a week. Uh, normally, this is the part where I'd ask how everybody's doing, uh, but I want to lead with a little bit of housekeeping. We don't we don't usually... I don't usually get to host, and I definitely don't have uh, the distinct privilege of announcing really great news all the time so uh because the world's terrible and everyone's dying but today is great
2: <laughs> and
0: it's great for for two reasons that i can think of uh, not just because brandon's back and daniel's here but because brandon and daniel are now officially full-fledged partners of GVG. Woo! you might have noticed that i didn't say art director and video right? editor That's those days are over. Those days are over. I did
1: that last week, too.
0: I I was wondering if anybody was going to notice. I said partners and that was it.
1: And I don't know if anyone picked up on it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So we uh, thanks to all of you out there, uh, your generous support, watching all the new videos we've been putting out. Uh, Obviously, you know, while I was moving and and, you know, everybody had stuff going on, Daniel and Brandon were help keeping the channel alive for us. And we've always viewed the channel as being a place where everybody's working together, everybody's sharing in the success. And we're finally able to do that. And it's thanks to all of you out there because frankly, you know, your support helps keep the lights on literally for us in this case. (laughs) Um, so we're, we're really happy to have Daniel and Brandon, uh, full as full partners in the channel and we just, everybody, you know, Thank you guys. Thank you guys for sticking with us as long as you have. Uh, and we're, yeah, we're really seriously. glad to have you guys here in a, in the fullest of official capacities, not that you were any less important to the channel before, but you're stuck with us now. <laughs> oh, I well, I'm, <laughs> forever I'm locked in my basement forever. and ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I have a basement now and I'm locked in it.
1: <laughs> Stay a while. You're here forever.
3: Oh boy. Ooh, uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's an honor and a privilege. I, Thank you guys so much for, for having us here. It uh, it feels real good. <laughs> <laughs> the- well, it's been a
1: long time coming. This has been something we've all wanted to happen for a long time, and I'm so glad that uh, we're finally able to make it happen because you guys more than deserve it, as Steve said.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
4: Yeah. I remember I iterated on this a while back on one of the shows. I forgot what it was, but, yeah, ever since um, I was here on the first episodes of TNT... Way, way, way back then at this point now <laughs> and uh it was just me um just fans of all you guys because i've watched your stuff for years beforehand and um i know i shared some graphic some graphics with you guys and you're like oh we can we can use this we'll pay for this and i was it was an honor to have like you know some part of helping to get this off the ground even in some small way but then like Steve would keep contacting me for things. I'm like, sure, <laughs> I'll 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 do whatever you want me to do, Steve. <laughs> and uh and then I, I remember, yeah, one, one of those days I was in the uh, voice call with you and Brandon, and that was the first time I had actually spoken to either of you two. So I was like, oh god, I don't want to sound like a like a fanboy or something <laughs> while we're chatting together. <laughs> but but yeah, now it's like we're just we're all friends now. And and the the, the things that I worked on while here are some of the things that I wish I was doing a long time ago. Because I had some skills with video production, obviously with graphic design, and being able to apply that here and, and just do some funny things, some fun stuff, some dumb stuff, uh, being able to keep the channel going during that time. So, I mean, it's, as Brandon said, a privilege and an honor. And we're just really happy to be here. And in, in, in a full capacity, as, as much as you guys now. So that's, that's exciting. <laughs> I don't know who didn't know this already. But yeah, we weren't really here at that kind of capacity as everybody else. But now it's all... An equal level at this point so it's great there
3: was there were some sleuths in the discord server and our improvements channel that took notice of some of the
0: role changes yep yep <laughs> yep so if you're if you're in our discord which i recommend you join over at patreon.com slash gvgaming or right under this stream there's that new join button you can hit that we're work, we're working on it daniel posted some icons we're workshopping those uh so there will be mm-hmm. some youtube specific benefits coming but either way if you want to join that gets you into the best damn discord community anywhere on the internet uh but yeah we've we've made some changes co-founders is gone partners is here staff is kind of just a thing now because we're all <laughs> we're all on the same role now so um yeah if you if you tag the partners group you'll get all six of us any old time hopefully john's sleeping though please don't tag john while he's sleeping
1: right and that also <laughs> means though for those of you in our fight a founder or and or personalized video response to here starting next month you're going to be able to request uh, Daniel and Brandon as well. A lot of you have asked about that. Oh, I've man. gotten so many requests from you. Like, hey, can we request them? Like, oh, we can't quite figure it out right now. Like, not yet, but eventually, we promise. And that day <laughs> is here. So you've been if you've been waiting to just take one of them to town in, some, in your favorite game, then your time has come. Starting next month, they are officially requestable for Fight of Founder sessions and personalized video responses.
4: I'm ready for the weird responses and to fight everyone in smash and Mario party and whatever else you want to throw me into.
2: <laughs> <Caitlin's> <laughs> our Hell yeah.
0: I dare you. <laughs> <laughs> Caitlin is going to make you eat something weird. Just, just FYI. Oh yeah. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah. Oh yeah. No Wait All for right. that. Well, well as joyous as that is, there is one other thing about today that brings me a lot of joy and that is our sponsor for this episode, Uh, The one and only, The Game Orb. Uh, The Game Orb is a YouTube channel and Twitch channel that brings commentary and gameplay footage from the Nintendo Switch and Xbox Series X gaming systems. His current goal is not only to reach affiliate status, but to do it before TwitchCon in two weeks so he can have the affiliate name on his TwitchCon badge. Even if it doesn't happen by that point, he still appreciates all the follows he has gotten. If you want to support him on Twitch along with his YouTube channel, we've got links to both of those down in the description right now so please go show them support i will also link both their twitch and youtube in chat if you're watching live with us here on youtube right now uh means a lot to us if you could help them out because they've helped out us out so much so check out those yes cost nothing for you to subscribe well on twitch it does but you know
2: go go (laughs) throw them some love
0: we we it would mean a lot to everyone here at gvg if you could take the time out of your day to check out the game orb at those links uh which are pinned in chat now um all right folks so it's been a while it's been a while since we've had this specific crew especially uh so i want to i want to go around the table ash i'm going to start with you because you look the least comfortable How, how's it going
1: I, I am i am reasonably certain that i am the least comfortable i wanted to get some capri sun before this to, to uh you know kind of have some fun 90 snacks like you did last week in the tub steve but i had to pick up my wife from the oh. airport today and if you've ever been to lax to and from in LA traffic, you know, that doesn't really leave much extra time for other things. So didn't get to pick up the Capri Sun. I do have some water, thankfully, to keep myself hydrated while I'm in all this water. But I learned from last time. I'm in a cold bath now, not a hot bath, because the hot bath, I was falling out last time. I couldn't deal <laughs> with it. Y'all know I love the cold. I was sweating. I was miserable. Right now, I'm in nice, cool water. I'm. I, my knees are hurting, but I'm doing better than last time. So... Uh, no, I'm good. I'm good. I um, I have just been, you know, getting work done, getting you know, getting uh, freelance work done. Uh, we did a, an update last night on um, on the Mario Wonder kiosk demo. So Daniel and I both ran out to our local GameStops and uh, played that really quick, grabbed some footage, and I did the update last night. Been doing freelance work. Uh, about to roll credits on Sea of Stars. I've done almost everything in the post game except for the final final battle. Um, I'm about to start Spider-Man Miles Morales. I haven't played it; uh, it's passed me by earlier. So I'm gonna, uh,
2: shame,
1: you know, good. get. I know, right? So I'm gonna get that done and dusted before Spider-Man Two comes out. I know it's pretty short, so um, yeah. And then I've been playing the Sonic Frontiers DLC, which is so janky and wild and all over the place, but also really fascinating too. It's it's something else for sure. Uh, lots of great new music, though. I'll say that much. Um, but I would love to do a discussion on. It. I know John already did his own video, but Sonic Team are the weirdest, most idiosyncratic in just, I don't even know what, like, they did so much, they have done so much right with prior 3D Sonic games, like Generations and such, and there were parts of Frontiers that that I liked, but this DLC, man, it is all over the place, and it's wild, (laughs) but that has basically been my week, just keeping up with work, trying to, you know, get through some games before the October deluge begins in a couple of weeks, and uh, yeah, and then of course, getting ready for this awesome tub stream. I've got my my rubber ducky friends here with me. Hopefully, you can see them on camera. Uh, and I've got my tried and true Frozen Two uh, Glacier Grape scented bubble bath. It smells like shit. I hate it. I'm gonna have a headache by the end of it. It smells like a great marker. Imagine bathing in a great marker, Ew. and that's what this smells like. It's awful. Awesome. But but you know what? Wonderful. That's what the people pay for. The people are paying for tub stream, so they're gonna get yeah, tubstream. You know,
0: I, I gotta say though, we got we got two new partners here, neither of whom have ever it's done tubstream. I'm, I'm I'm just All pointing right. it out for those of you watching. <laughs> I I feel like we need to we need to inaugurate these so, a couple new bath boys. baby. All right. Well, Brandon, it's been a while for you, my friend. Uh you've you've been out since uh since you became a dad. How's how's life treating you? It's very Different. I So
3: beforehand, I wasn't sleeping, and guess what? I'm still not sleeping.
0: <laughs> Congratulations. Um,
3: thank you. Uh, but no, I I love being a dad. Uh, Elle is wonderful. Um, we're still, like, we're kind of figuring out, you know, what she needs, when she needs it, and kind of what her schedule is. Uh, but outside of that, being a dad just kind of kicks ass.
0: <laughs> I'm honestly saying... Same. I'm. I'm so happy for you, man. I know. I know how much you wanted to be a dad. Uh, and and it's always those folks that make the best parents, right? So, congrats. That's huge. Thank you. I, I won't ask Hell what yeah, games man. you've been playing because I know you haven't.
3: <laughs> but... well, that's not necessarily well, true. really. This is this is Brandon oh, Miracle I love we're talking to. <laughs> that's right. I am Brandon Miracle, and I make it happen. <laughs> um. So when when L is sleeping, uh. I try to get some game time in. I just replayed uh, Spider Man Remastered in anticipation of nice. Spider Man 2 later this year. I'm very excited. I also took the opportunity to finish Final Fantasy 16, which Ooh. took me much longer than I thought it would. That game is deceptively long.
0: I, um, I wish I, I gotta could get talk to about
3: what I've been playing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> 10 <know>. days. 10 <laughs> days, and I'll Soon. tell you all about it.
3: <laughs> um, but FF16 was fantastic. I loved it. Um, i i hope some of you the rest of you can finish it because i'd love to talk to someone
0: about it (laughs) yeah it it didn't grab me i i need to try it again but now i have uh ubisoft sent me over a code for assassin's creed mirage and i really want to try that uh that is next on my list because again i love a short game and and Somehow games yeah. are starting to trend shorter again. And I'm, I'm really happy about I that. Love that. Thank God. More shorter games, please. more shorter games. Yes, please. Uh, but Daniel, what have, what have you been up to?
4: Um, similar to what Ash was going, was talking about. We went to the demo to play Mario wonder, uh, the footage I grabbed, my hand is still hurting because I, <laughs> I recorded that one handed, uh, and playing the game at the same time. So, uh, yeah, that was uh, that was an experience, but that it was, it was so fun. That's the same demo as we played at at Pax, so everyone can get a chance to play that now. Right. Um, other than that, uh, similar to Brandon, I finally finished Final Fantasy oh, sixteen. <laughs> it also we go. took much longer oh, yeah, than I, I thought it would take. It. I didn't know that. Okay. Uh, uh, that game has some lows, some low lows, but also some sure very does. high highs. <laughs> that game will have its peaks and valleys, and I think I can I definitely see why some people aren't as into it because there are some moments where it just kind of drags on and boy, does that game really like take its sweet time with certain things. But when it gets to the highs, my God, it eclipses most things I've ever seen in any final fantasy game. And boy, are they at least worth seeing for, for the spectacle of it. um, I got to
1: get to it. I I have to play it before game of the year discussions. I have to somehow, I was going to say, I have to
4: fit it in, but wording.
3: (laughs) 16 would be a great candidate for a director's cut. Just snip the parts mm-hmm. that really don't need to be there, yeah. and make it a tighter experience. Cause my my final time I think was like sixty one hours. Uh, I did all the side quests and everything, but there was still content Ooh. in the game I didn't finish. <laughs> That's
4: a yeah. lot of game. That, that is so, yeah.
2: I was. I've absolutely heard the side doing... quests. Oh good
4: i was absolutely doing as many as as many cycles as i could until i got to maybe like 80 percent done and i was just like I, I i gotta get i gotta get through this before all these games come out and i don't ever get to it ever again so um that would be interesting to talk about though you and me brandon or if we can mm-hmm. find someone like somebody else we know that's finished for 16 because uh, we haven't had any chance to really talk about it with with anybody yet not even each other right <laughs>
1: I've heard you really have to go out of your way to to really not get caught up in doing all the side quests if you just want to finish the game because, and I heard they're very backloaded yeah. too. Like yes. it's not until oh, totally yeah. close to the end that you get a bunch of side quests opening up, right?
3: Yeah, I think they throw yeah. nearly twenty at you as soon as like the final thing happens and you're ready to uh, take on the end. Those uh-huh. games, boom, mountain of okay. side quests. <laughs> that's annoying and they
4: all feel so important to the story they're all fully voiced they're all like actually impactful things happening to their characters surrounding your your circle of people and it's just like i i feel like i'm missing some things because i didn't do all of them so that's that's just you can't even
3: do a lot of them unless you've done all the ones
0: beforehand it's it's could be better (laughs) yeah right yeah yeah So, uh, oh, you know what, what, one thing I want to point out is that I love that we have this energy of all of us, you know, well, the two of us here talking about lessons we've learned from streaming from bathtubs. Um, I, (laughs) I just to share a quick anecdote with our audience about how my night went following that last episode of GVG. I was actually not very uncomfortable. However, um, I had to set up like a whole studio's worth of equipment in the bathroom, as I'm sure Ash did as well. Uh, so like lights, camera, microphone, laptop. And I like to eat during the bathtub streams because it, it just adds to the ambiance. So I took a shot of Everclear right before I hopped in to stay warm. And oh, no. my sister had dropped off a bag full of snacks that I did not have a chance to review, which is why you might have seen me fiddling around with a can of SpaghettiOs at the end. because I was trying to figure out, <laughs> do I go for it? no (laughs) i still had to have a little bit of dignity but what i didn't realize was she pulled a fast one on me and gave me nothing but expired food to eat during that stream and so i was so sick to my stomach all night following that episode of course you were which i mean i i have to say fair play that was pretty good (laughs) i mean she she played me like a fiddle (laughs) she knew i wouldn't look I, well, pulled, yeah, I pull, You got sick. I pulled out That's one of, of those thing. things of string cheese, and I was like, "You little bitch! I can't believe <laughs> this. How dare you!" I mean, I'm fine I love
1: now. they say fair you're being about this? Oh, I got food poisoning oh. on purpose. It's okay though. I it's would have played for laughs.
0: I would have done the same thing to her. She knows it too. <laughs> like if she fair was, enough. if she was ever in a situation <laughs> where I could make that work, I would. <laughs> so, and now I have a good reason it. to. I'm coming for you little sister <laughs> your, your days are Game numbered is on. that's right oh, no. that's right she she's just given me good reason to uh to deliver retribution um speaking of deliveries we got a couple of super chats here one one of them already pretty much answered sh- uh shadow moapoy with 2 dollars brandon how much sleep have you gotten eh.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that sounds about right uh thank you for the super chat and BCQ with 2 dollars just saying moisture which I'm going I'm to assume of that, in here right Yeah, now. It's, it's, it's either referring to Ash's situation or their own. But either way, someone's having a good time. All right. The duckies aren't on
2: camera
1: now. I had to get them front and center here. How about I know. That?
0: you're you're a, you're. I, I didn't there want you. to call you out, my man, but you are frozen. <laughs> yeah, well,
1: so like, right, oh, am I frozen fitting. really?
0: Yes. Why am I frozen? You're you no. frozen. Yeah, you're like in a really great pose. You look fantastic. Uh, this is what flattering. All right. It could have been worse. I'm
1: going to. I'm going to like move around uncomfortably to try to unfreeze my camera.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, while he does that, let's go ahead and jump into uh, the news. Oh, wait,
1: sorry. One more thing, Steve, really quick. We got birthday shout outs.
0: Oh, right. I'm sorry. Birthdays. Uh, So we got a ton of birthdays this week. Uh, We've got, Super duper pooper scooper on the second mock on the fourth base forever on the fourth, uh, Beard J three seventy Who is today? Happy birthday. Top dog, uh, our resident Mario party, super fan on the seventh, uh, happy birthday to all of you. I hope you have a wonderful day or had a wonderful day. Um, but yeah, a lot of birthdays within the GVG community this week. So, uh, thank you for being with us and thanks for sharing your birthdays with us. Yeah, Happy fucking birthday. All right. Uh, (laughs) You know what I want for my birthday? I want these Animal Crossing Legos that got announced. Oh, there we go. We've got Ashback. Are we back? Okay, cool. Daniel, I I I feel you feeling feelings through the internet. Tell tell me where your head's at. Why didn't they do this in 2020? Do you
4: know how fast these would have flown off the shelf if during quarantine (laughs) when everyone's playing Animal Crossing, they would have been able to to like build their own villages and such or at least whatever capacity they're planning on doing so far because it was pretty much a teaser trailer wasn't it
0: yeah yeah all right. we got was was the figs and the balloon hmm. sailing off and That's all I need, really. I know I'm gonna buy them.
4: (laughs) Oh my god! (laughs) I'll go broke. God, and you can like, can you imagine they couldn't like sell expansion of villagers in the future? They could do everything with this because it's just all about building your own island and all that. So the the potential is limitless right now,
3: and, and it's Lego. I have always wanted to get that set of Animal Crossing villager homes that I think were released in Japan. It may have been for City Folk. I can't remember which game. But I always wanted mm. to build like a little model town out of Animal right? Crossing, and yeah. the fact that we're getting Lego, that is so exciting because now I can do that. So perfect. It's really cool looking. I, y'all know I'm
1: more of a casual Animal Crossing fan, but but I watched the trailer. It is really cute, and I was kind of tempted. I I might wait until they expanded though, because my favorite villager is Reese, and she's not she's not you know present and accounted for yet. So I might wait to see if they do some sort of expansion and add more villagers because reese might pull me in she's always been my favorite
0: man i i personally really want a rover but i would be shocked if we didn't get raymond with how popular he ended up being oh yeah i'm 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 shocked he's not in the trailer like i've seen people already talking about how they're gonna open a black market for trading uh raymond minifigs in real life
4: (laughs) Ah yes when art, when reality uh, imitates art, or however that goes, yeah,
0: life imitates art. <laughs> life um, imitates
2: art. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, a, it's interesting. I saw
0: um, Rebecca Stone, our friend who's who was on back in the TNT days. She she mentioned that Tom Nook is gonna make her go to debt in real life now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, what? Probably.
4: Yep. <laughs> That's how it goes. Gosh, I want to do a yeah, I wanna do like a I hold this a little I can do a little stage with KK Slider. Like there's so many little little set pieces you can do that I can think of. Like there might be a Roost Cafe, you could do a museum, a campsite, like oh my god, the possibilities, man.
0: <laughs> right. Your village in real life. We can do it now. Yeah. And it is it is really weird to me that that characters like KK Slider aren't even in the teaser trailer. You would think that they'd put Right. front and center as well because i mean it's a it's a yeah, assortment yeah. of random villagers but then you have isabel Capan and tom nook all of which i think are really important but yeah it does seem very strange to me the selection of villagers they put there i mean i'm Damn hoping he's... that they just we get all of them
3: i have a sneaking mm-hmm. suspicion. eventually yeah and i hope that i'm wrong that they're gonna blind box these villagers
0: oh i'd be so mad i'd oh, be no. so mad that but i would i'd, suck. I'd, I'd buy Take so many of them though Right, I want to be wrong, but get I like think they'll happening. do it because you said it. It's going oh, ring it. the bell.
4: You did it with the amiibo cards. They'll, do,
2: they'll oh, be
1: in series, no. just like back then. Oh, <laughs> series God. one,
4: two, three, four.
2: Well, we God. know
1: what we know. Nintendo watches all these shows, so since you're watching Nintendo, don't listen to them. Don't oh, listen to them. Nintendo, do if,
0: if you're watching. <laughs> Six copies of Mario Wonder, please. Just send those. Yes. I mean, yes. if you're Thank watching, you. You, you know, blind box all the villagers. Just send us a bunch of Mario Wonder. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. Please. <laughs> it's a ring you. Want. Blind yeah. box them all. We'll Screw everybody sacrifice. else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You you guys can suffer immeasurably, so we don't have to pay $60 <laughs> for Mario Wonder. <laughs> right. So, hey, uh, I'm, I'm already kidding, suffering I love you. immeasurably. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm already on the suffering.
3: Stuff, on the topic of Lego, I've recently gotten into a new hobby. Um, it's Lego. Spoiler alert. No way. Okay. No. Pikmin yeah, Jacob crazy. on YouTube and Twitter has been making Monster Hunter builds. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's awesome. Look at that. So he has a Patreon where he puts all of his instructions, and I decided to check it out. And holy crap, guys, this is so
0: sick. That's actually really <laughs> That is cool. cool. Has now,
4: Brandon injured his
0: Lego era, his
4: Lego I arc I think now? I have. Uh-oh. <laughs>
0: has Has he made an extremely that's suggestive kezu yet?
3: Oh, God. That's definitely on the list. I'm working on Lagia Cruise right now.
0: But kezu's going to happen. Oh, God. John will have to make another video about it. <laughs> Oh, no.
2: <laughs> All
0: right. Well. I like the legos but i don't think there, there's a whole lot to talk about there uh where, where there is a whole lot to talk about unfortunately is that apparently jennifer hale made just 1200 bucks for voice acting in mgs1 now now this is a unique story because uh ash your dad wasn't was an was mgs he was gray fox wasn't he so well he was in the twin snakes he was not twin in snakes, the original. right right, right. Was the original.
1: Mm-hmm. so a bit of a different uh a different thing there but but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm lucky enough to know Jennifer as a friend through my dad, so like she's basically seen me grow up. I've known her for years and years, but I never knew this, and I know that she knows that I love Metal Gear, but I had never known this, of course. And so I I saw her at PAX, and of course I I didn't know this when I saw her because I would have loved to ask her about it. Like, are you? I mean, her role in that is Naomi Hunter. It's 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 a main role. It's like an iconic role. It's not like this side. You know, tertiary character. She's a big deal in that, and the the game apparently, the original PS one game apparently went on to make about one hundred and seventy six million dollars. Right, and she got twelve hundred of it. it. Makes me wonder what like David Hayter and Cam Clark and them got too, but that that's just. I mean, it sure it kind of underscores why <laughs> that we're we're seeing this voice actor strike. Uh, you know, against the industry now. Obviously, this is way after nineteen ninety eight. But it seems like a lot of those problems, like no residuals and things like that, are are still, yeah. you know, a, pro- a real problem in the industry.
3: The unfortunate reality with voice acting in video games is that it's one of the least like well-paying, uh, yeah. type yeah. of voice role you can get. That and anime dubbing are like at the very bottom. of the bottom. Yeah. I, the union rates for for voice acting a video game is two hundred and fifty dollars an hour in studio with a two-hour minimum. So like, if you go into a game and you voice for like. 20 30 minutes, you made 500 bucks, and that game could go on to sell millions,
2: right? <laughs> that, that just blows. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like some, some talent has to have gotten better deals at this point. I mean, it, it is worth noting, and I'm not making excuses for it, but it is worth noting that Metal Gear Solid the ps1 release was recorded in the mm-hmm. mid 90s you know yeah uh mm-hmm. where obviously one 1200 felt like a lot more <laughs> than it feels now uh <laughs> not true. not to say that's excusable but you know it's still pretty damn low um and two like these days i feel like it's it's more about the studio you're working with and less about like an industry standard rate a- and the caliber of the talent right um you know, we we had that Bayonetta controversy where we found out that, uh, what was it, Helena Baker was was kind of... Taylor, only, Taylor. Uh, Helena Taylor, sorry, was yeah. giving us only uh, a really kind of myopic view of the situation, not giving us the full story and, and by extension, making uh, voice talent look kind of bad.
1: <laughs> um, she, yeah, uh, oh, God, the way she handled that could not have been worse.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so I do think that there are better deals coming around. Thankfully, like the age of social media has helped, but there's still a lot of work to be done. Uh, this, yeah. in particular, seems really bad because of the fact that it was such a spectacularly successful game. But, I mean, we live in a world where hindsight's really 2020, right? And we all know that Metal Gear Solid kicks ass. But back then, when you were just hiring the voice talent for that game, nobody knew for sure that Metal Gear was going to do well at all. You know, it, it seemed right. exciting, but... You know, nobody had played anything like it up to that point in time. It could have, even though it seems ridiculous now, could have failed. Uh oh, Jason in our yeah. uh YouTube live audience is saying that twelve hundred in nineteen ninety eight cash is about twenty three hundred today, which that's still not a lot. <laughs> that's... Still not nearly enough, no. Yeah. Not so, nearly enough. That's not keeping the lights on, that's for sure. Um I don't yeah, know how much it work she did for that game like i know who she voiced but i'm just not sure you know i don't know that she mentions the hours she put in but still uh, for for a character that's really well liked and an excellent performance that was rendered that's that's not really not really a good amount of money but
1: well i mean i would say that of all of all of snake's team members minus the colonel like basically uh, and other than the colonel she probably has the most voiced lines out of anyone who isn't solid snake liquid snake or meryl or again the colonel but like she's a major right secondary character i mean hundreds of lines i would think because you know the whole gray fox thing she's you know she's like super involved in, you know she has the relationship with the gray fox and trying to be vague here for people who might be playing mgs1 for the first time uh soon with master collection but she's got hundreds of lines in that game
0: yeah that's that's absolutely valid i think that it's kind of kind of a uh weirdly like it's a crappy situation but it's really far in the rear view now and it's really hard to to use that as kind of a wedge against the current state of the industry even though the industry Mm -hmm. itself definitely has major problems that's why they're facing a strike um you know but i mean look back at anything any of us did in the mid 90s and we're probably like true
2: (laughs) also uh alpha line
1: you're right other than otacon as well my bad yes of course otacon is yeah he's he would have more lines as well uh and you know becca also makes a great point in our live audience chat saying the giant elephant in the room is also since she's a woman she probably got paid way less than her male counterparts
0: and i bet that is absolutely true that was yeah, even yeah i was gonna say then. that was even truer in the 90s than it is Um 100 percent, and she's jennifer freaking hale too she's
1: like a voice acting legend
0: yeah well to be fair was she though back then i, I i'm legitimately asking because i don't know she wasn't
1: she wasn't the as ubiquitous as she is today, but she was still a name back then I would say not the name she is today, but she was still known I would say
4: it was really early for. Uh, voice acting and voice acting in games in general that was a very new thing at that point so yeah yeah but um unfortunate i'm it's unfortunate how the situation has panned out like even today there's still problems with the voice acting communities uh payments and you know getting work finding work having people pay them i'm fortunate enough to know some voice actors out there and even big companies don't pay them on time or a fair amount and it's it's a problem that's still happening today that's why you see strikes that's why you see unionizing and I'm just hoping that things can get better for them, and that <laughs> these situations aren't just going to keep continuing because they've been a problem for a very long time. Like there's still actors, there's there, there's still artists that contribute to these, and some of them get get paid well, but there's still a lot that don't, and that's just as a problem.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I think residuals. That, you know... That's right. Residual? Residuals. I mean, <laughs> I remember my dad was talking to me about
1: residuals uh, a long time ago, like even when he did the Twin Snakes. And one of the reasons he told me years and years and years ago, the reason he doesn't do more games is because you get such a bum deal often working on games. You don't get the kinds of residuals like you do with cartoons, for example. Not all cartoons, but but some. Um, and he's certainly got, gotten residuals for a lot of the cartoons he's worked on. So that's one of the reasons he told me a long time ago that he just doesn't do as many game roles because there's just not as much money in it.
0: Interesting. I mean, yeah. that's that's something I I feel like the the industry in general is not a very open industry. But uh, what they pay their talent is is really depressingly opaque. Like you you don't know anything about it, right? Um, but yeah, I I'd probably say you know, please give your voice talent more money. They deserve it. Yeah, and I guarantee. You and don't hire
1: it. AI to replace them. Oh my for, God, the, for the for love the love of God, the fact another, that even has to be said, the that's fact that even can has to be said. To just just think into. of all those uh, all those Bubsy residuals my dad could have gotten over the years. Just you know, just all that lost money Ooh. from Bubsy residuals. Jeez. Obviously, there's like, yeah. There's like be, contracts
4: yeah. that there's like contracts that voice actors have to look through now to make sure that they don't say anything like, "Oh, your voice might be used for yeah. AI in a future thing," and they have to like make sure that isn't something that they Ugh. sign for because it's just another stupid step that people are uh, going through to to try and cheap out on certain act- actors talents. And it's, it's infuriating. You'll have companies so that throw, uh,
3: throw literature in their contracts. That's just kind of throwaway And it'll include stuff like that. And some of them probably aren't even aware. Like just mm-hmm. tell them I've, I've heard situations where actors have fired back on contracts and they were like, Oh snap, we'll remove that. Sorry.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Jeez. That is, that is mortifying. Um, all right, but from let's 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 go back to to some happier thoughts for a little while. That 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 news is uh is, whew. I hate I hate people being exploited, but you know, oh anyway anyway I don't have a good segue for that. I I can't come up with one, so fuck it. <laughs> but what? Well, yeah. But <laughs> people being exploited sucks. But Mario <laughs> Wonder looks cool, which it does. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Nice. Mario oh, Wonder. Yeah. yeah. Forget
0: about exploitation, Mario. Anyway, <laughs> 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 that feels really awful. Anyway, I know, right? Uh, so we we've got a small trio of uh, Mario Wonder news pieces uh, this episode, and, and one in particular interested me because it mentions that Mario Brothers Wonder initially had collision in its multiplayer, which I've always found annoying in in multiplayer me Mario too. games. Yeah, <laughs> because there's always someone who's like, I'm gonna stand. Right where you need to land, Mario, and I'm yep. gonna wait for you because it is—it brings me joy <laughs> to watch you try. <laughs> um, and, and that would have definitely taken taken the wind out of Mario Wonder a little bit for me, or, or at least the multiplayer of it. Uh, so basically, uh, they were speaking to—it looks like Rolling Stone of all places—was speaking to uh Shiro Mori, the director of Super Mario Wonder, about removing collision. And he offered the following, he said, when we took the leap of faith and removed collision, we realized that it removes a lot of the stress. For example, when you have a narrow platform that you, that you have to jump to, when somebody is there, they just get in the way. Um, And and there's still like ways to interact with people. There's still ways in which you can do that. You can put up standees. You can, you can offer power-ups to your friends. You can start rooms with just friends. Um, I would have liked for the option to exist. For collision, just I agree. Because more options is always a good thing in my opinion. Uh, but I, I will say I'm pretty happy with how uh the game seems to be shaping up. I attended a, a Zoom virtual demo with Nintendo this week and they showed me Mario Wonder, like they played it, and I just watched and I was like, cool. It's like when your big brother gets a new game and <laughs> you just have to sit there. But uh they <laughs> they played Mario Wonder. I was like, You guys are so rad. Can I play? And they're like, No, of course not. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, I I got to s- see some multiplayer and how the friend setup worked and all that stuff, and it was it was really cool. So I was uh, very happy to uh to see the game. I'm I think I'm the only one on this call who hasn't played it. Brandon, have you? I played- haven't either. Solidarity, my friend. I forgot you hadn't played it, Steve. Yeah, I
2: forget. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't
0: go to PAX this year, and I was too busy moving to this basement that I live in now, Um, (laughs) and and I uh, I did not get a chance to try the Mario Wonder demo. And I've seen it at stores, um, but I I did what any anybody in my position would do. I tried to bribe a GameStop manager to let me uh, capture directly from their demo unit so we could have direct feed, and he was like, "Get out of here." absolutely not <laughs> i was like all right it was worth yeah. a shot <laughs> yeah right
1: I, I i love that you even asked though i appreciate the hustle it's all
0: it's all about the hustle baby i was like hey can i just i don't know open up your switch demo unit you're not supposed to let me touch and uh-huh. hook some stuff up to it and capture footage that you're not supposed to let me have and they're like no
1: <laughs> it was weird your for demo me data. But... <laughs> yeah because i i was the only one in the store at the time that i went yesterday so like this guy just comes in and and like of course the demo kiosk is at the door to like you know the the exit, the entrance, the exit. And the, the counter is like all the way to the back of the store. So like I looked, I glance back every you know minute or so. I'm looking and these guys are clearly watching me. Like, who's this asshole in here awkwardly <laughs> trying to fumble with a controller, recording the screen? Like, who is this guy? what is he doing? And thankfully they didn't actually like approach me. I think they were just confused by me, but they're like, well, as long as he doesn't break shit, they're not going to, you know, I guess it's okay. But like, who is this guy? So yeah, it was, it was an awkward. And it, of course the the store was quiet too. And it was just them and me. And I'm like, Oh my God. You, you should any,
0: you should have gone user. full YouTuber and been like, Oh my God, you guys, I'm playing Mario You're wonder. Right. I have Mario wonder. Just pretend like you actually got it somehow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, uh, like,
4: phone. Not, nothing like the looks like I got balancing a phone on my on the controller connected oh, to I like the, the extension, trying to get footage while playing. <laughs> Almost yeah, dropping things like twice. Man.
1: Yeah, seriously impressive, dude. I I, I got a, I got footage like around the stages itself, and I figured, well, it's the same demo. We got the the video for the packs demo up, but man, you were you were balancing your phone while you were playing. I am super impressed
3: by that.
0: Yeah, that's pretty That's pretty wild. That's dedication. I, I did what I could. <laughs>
4: Gotta yeah. make it work. Gotta get that footage somewhere way or another.
3: The whole collision thing, I think, is pretty interesting uh, because a lot of people, when they first saw that online multiplayer, they were like, oh, it's not real multiplayer. You can't interact with each other. And now I'm here like, well, you can't interact with each other offline either, so it's just the yeah. same experience. Uh-huh.
1: Honestly, at least to, you know, I, and I think, Daniel, you probably agree, but of course, tell me if you don't, but I, just when we play together at PAX, it did feel less stressful. It felt like there was more room to breathe and just play the game without constantly having to worry about jumping into one another or like jumping on top of each other, which would mess up both our jumps and things like that. It just felt more free form and like a little less stress. Although, Steve, I agree with you. More options are always better. And I've seen enough pushback from from people out there that really wanted that collision that I do kind of wish it was an option. But if I had to choose, no collision is way better in my opinion.
0: Agreed. I, I think it keeps the it keeps mm-hmm. the flow of the game working, which multiplayer often kind of breaks um, in in Mario games. I find like like yeah. it slows yeah. down people. I I don't know what it is. Nintendo can't do netcode for Mario to save their lives. Mario Kart fine. <laughs> Two D Mario, yeah. it's over. Oh, it also man.
3: allows the level design to be tailored to one player. Yep. You don't have to worry about that space and everything, so I think the game is just going to be designed better as a knock-on effect from that.
0: Yeah, I I agree. Right? Um, we we did get more by way of interviews. Nintendo has clearly been letting media go hands-on with Mario Wonder, and I know I know for a fact because I follow Brian Shea on Twitter uh, that he got to play Mario Wonder twice. You son of a bitch. <laughs> and he uh he, he went to both New York and I think Seattle as well to play Mario Wonder, or to Redmond where Nintendo's campus is. Um but uh during his his sessions with that, he got to speak to uh, Takashi Tezuka and uh he he had some comments on the proximity uh between uh sonic superstars and mario wonder uh he offered the following he said i think it's an interesting coincidence we've been creating 2d action games for a long time and we of course want as many players as possible to enjoy those games we're looking forward to as many people as possible having the opportunity to play these 2d side scrolling action games mario and otherwise and uh i i kind of hinted at it or, or mentioned it earlier but i i had like a little zoom call with nintendo uh earlier this week it's not like a secret embargo thing they just wanted to show me stuff that they've got coming up nothing that you don't know about i promise we're not that cool um but they uh they actually promoted sonic superstars you know as, as something we should be looking at and i'm like you're talking to the wrong people We our minds were made up months ago <laughs> but, <laughs> um yeah sonic superstars looks looks to be excellent i'm really excited for it and and getting these games within like three days of each other is is excellent i i'm so happy that oh i'll have God. two seemingly very competent 2d side scrollers to play
2: i'm, I'm so back excited to the 90s I, I need sonic in my, my life. life i need both but i'm yeah. so
1: so excited to, to play superstars first i think it's that'll be shortest and i just i need a new i always need a new 2d sonic in my life so bring See. it on i'm so excited
0: i will i will say i'm actually much more excited for wonder than for sonic and sure. I, I, they're both i think most people are yeah, really cool looking games. But I think uh, I just I just view uh, Wonder as being far more experimental than, sure. than Superstars. Like, like, I know what to expect yeah. with Superstars, and I'm I'm a bit more ready to be surprised by Wonder.
1: I think, yeah, like gameplay wise, I'm definitely more looking forward to the creativity Wonder has on display. Aesthetically, I'm more excited about Sonic, the visual, like level designs, the visuals, the music. That part has me more excited about Sonic. But, like, just all the crazy creativity on display in Wonder, I can't wait for that.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, anybody have any closing thoughts on Wonder before we move on? It's just nice to not have a cookie-cutter Mario game. We got something yes! brand
2: new. Yeah. Ah, Hell yeah.
0: I can't wait for the ensuing discussions we have about that game because I think it's yep. it's going to be a really good time. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, if you want pl- to the- oh, go ahead, Daniel. Sorry.
4: I'm looking forward to seeing how multiplayer works as well. I was just like back a few minutes on the conversation because I, I totally blanked oh, out on gotcha, the, gotcha. On, the, on my camera. But um yeah, that sort of thing. Uh, I wonder if they did the um the, the no collision the way they did just because probably compensating for some of the wonder effects that are that you, you don't even know about yet. One of them yeah. being like how you are in the back. You're, you're walking as if the wall is... How do you describe it? You're in like a 3D position. And you're like walking on the backdrop and you're in a different completely yeah a top down situation like how would that work with collision i wonder they probably didn't want to bother doing anything with that yeah so i don't know probably some situations like that that also cause that but it's also nice to just not have that there because now as i think we mentioned earlier we can focus on the game as if it was made for one player the only real thing you have to do is just kind of stay on the same screen together that's like the only thing you have to really cooperate with and not just like leave someone behind or, or go too far ahead because it does focus on just one character. Whatever character finishes the stage, uh, the camera will focus on them in the next stage that you play on. So that, oh, that's kind of a, that's kind of a reason to, to reach the goal first, I think.
2: Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's so, cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I can't but, wait yeah. to get my hands on it and figure it out for myself. Eventually. Which, Mm -hmm. side note, why did the UK get all the cool pre-order bonuses again for this game? Like, you got, like, a talking flower statue and all this other stuff. Yeah. It's upsetting. I'm just saying that. (laughs) It bothers me. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, it it does feel like the 90s all over again, like Brandon mentioned, with uh, Sonic and Mario releasing kind of neck and neck with each other. And and I kind of want to keep the 90s vibe going. So, let's talk about Final Fantasy VII (laughs) and, and the recent news of uh the official pronunciation for Kate Sith <laughs> I, I guess is how we're supposed to say it um i i will admit i said it this way all the time because i i mm-hmm. didn't know how the hell to read that in 1997 <laughs> like i yeah, was like same here sure kate right. sith baby um but some that, folks yeah. are up in arms and i believe it's supposed to be what ketchi ketchi yeah
1: Ketshi is how you actually pronounce it in its original Gaelic, is is uh, for what I understand.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. So, just... like, so Ketshi is like a is like a Gaelic folklore cat like character, as as far as I understand it. Yeah. So this is like based on an actual, and I guess that's why people are up in arms. It's like I always do it as Kate Sith, originally. See, so and then I learned later that it was actually Ketshi, and so I'm like. I get why people are up in arms about it because it's like a folklore character. At the same time, I also get why there's the disconnect there as well.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I'm of two minds on this because uh, I, I think back to when I reviewed Ghost of Tsushima. And the main character in that game is named Gene Sakai. And mm-hmm. every fucking comment <laughs> under this. that video is like, good is. old Gene," like a yep. G-E-N-E Sakai. I'm like, <laughs> it's not Jin. There, there's no Jin like that's not a word in Japanese. You fucking monsters! Like, go <laughs> read a book. And and these, I guarantee you, a lot of these same folks are like, actually, it's catchy, baby. I'm uh-huh. well versed in Gaelic. I'm like, no, you're not. No, you're not. You're you just aren't. And to be fair, though, oh good, ahead, good.
3: Ahead. I was gonna say it's it's weird though, because in the they're keeping it ketsui in the Japanese version.
1: Right, they are, and that's one of the things i find interesting right and do they not trust
3: english speakers to 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 know the difference i'm confused
1: yeah it's it's weird that they're keeping it you know faithful in one but not the other and that's the other thing is like steve i agree with you i think there are a lot of people who are just posturing right but i also do think there are people out there with you know the relevant lineage who probably are actually like, Oh, I feel like this is being a little appropriated. And I, I respect that. Like, so I get why the people who aren't just posturing the people who actually have a dog in this fight. I actually, I do get why they're upset. I I, I get it. I sympathize.
0: Yeah. So the thing, the thing for me though, is one, it was catchy in Japanese in the nineties on PlayStation Mm one. So I'm fine with that, like, you know, in Japanese, it was written Ketshi mm. back then. So if you grew up with the game in the 90s, you you were saying Ketshi in Japan. So it's not like they retconned it back to the appropriate pronunciation. And I understand that we are not right. using the appropriate pronunciation. And this is where I think Square Enix finds themselves in a bind, because there's no right move with Final Fantasy fans. <laughs> because yeah, you're, sure you're going people. to end up, you either say Kate Sith, which makes a certain group of folks mad, or... Or you say Ketchi, and then everyone's gonna be like, "What the fuck? You know what? What'd you do? Zach's back now, and now you're calling this motherfucker uh-huh. Ketchi? This isn't the Final Fantasy <laughs> I know. You know, I watched the yeah, quartering, yeah. and he told me this is bad because it's cultural.
2: Oh so.
4: God. It's, it's Square Enix and them saying that both of them are right. Just the same thing with Titus and Tetis back in the day. Like yeah. they had. You had a pronunciation right. in Kingdom Hearts where it was uh, Titus, but now they say it's Titus, and it's like, well, whichever one makes you happy, I don't care.
3: <laughs> just
2: just say the one.
3: Dragon Ball's actually done the same thing, because, like, notoriously, they pronounce Saiyan wrong. Yeah. It should be Sion. Exactly. Which is a play on the word
0: vegetable.
3: for sake. But it persisted for so long in the Americas that it's just Saiyan now. They can't go back. Right. Too long.
0: (laughs) Sorry, I have to defend myself. As you said,
1: Steve, it's a a problem with no obvious solution, no matter what they do. As you said, Squares, damn if they do, damn if they don't. The Final Fantasy fan base is, as you said, very hard to completely satisfy. So, you know, I get the, it's it's a weird position they're in. uh, But, you know, I get the, I understand why the people who are a little bit like, oh, I feel like my culture is being appropriated. I understand why.
0: Yeah, but I, I also, also
1: get the Square Enix are in a impossible position here.
0: Yeah, I feel like I feel like there's so many there's no there's no right way out of this. And I do agree that if you feel like you're you know, your culture is being appropriated. Um, you know, I find that unfortunate. And I feel for you. I think Square Enix is just trying to think what will piss the least amount of people off. I, I truly think that's what the calculus is like. Okay, we know we know it's supposed to be catchy. It, it says so in the original Japanese. we we wrote it like this. American people aren't gonna know how to say it. They're gonna say Kate Sith. like right because to be fair, that's what happened to me when I read it. I was like, Kate Sith. That's what, all right, so it looks like yeah yeah. And so I think they're just going with you know this is what this is what legions of fans know this character name to have been for years um you know, I was fortunate enough that my history teacher in high school, was scottish and he knew how to say it and i was like i'm still gonna call it kate sith because that's how it reads to me (laughs) but but, um yeah you know i I think it's just one of those things where there's no right answer i think old school fans like me well not like me (laughs) but old people of my age Uh bracket may find themselves like they'll be upset like i always thought it was kate sith they don't want to be wrong now. We're all old now. We don't want to be wrong about anything ever again. <laughs> you know, we're we're yeah. done being wrong until we die at this point. <laughs> um yeah, I just think that this is one of those rock a hard place I feel for the folks at Square because they're just trying to do the right thing and maybe they flubbed this call, but yeah, it's 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 a damned if you do, damned if you don't type of situation. Um, Ability yeah. King in the YouTube chat says Cloud in the original Japanese is Kurado. Well, th- that's just a, a that's romanization. Just Cloud. Romanization, yeah. Yeah, it's just yeah. yeah, yeah. There's, there's differences. So typically foreign names in Japanese are written in Katakana, which is why yeah. most Final Fantasy Seven names are all in Katakana. Like, you know, his name is still Cloud Strife. You know, mm. Barrett Wallace. Uh-huh. Like, those all make sense. Tifa, Lockhart. Like, if you understand Japanese and you read those, like, the only one that gets really kind of iffy is uh, Eris versus Aerith because there's no T-H right. sound in, in Japanese. Japanese. You would use the same S-U. So, you know, Square chose to do Eris, is- and then sometimes they've chosen to do Aerith. Like, I don't know. It's whichever yeah. one you like, I guess.
4: <laughs> now they're just committed.
0: Yeah. Like we're locked in. I mean, so yeah, I I I know that Max Dude tweeted that as well, but he was doing that as a joke. Like, yeah, Cloud's name is Curaldo, so why why don't we call? You him? know, <laughs> I get
1: it. Speaking of Max Dude, he did a really good video on this whole subject, so you should definitely check it out. It's a really interesting video, and he covers the subject very well.
0: Yeah. Either way, yeah. you're you're uh you're probably not gonna. You're. This is a situation where nobody wins. It's just a kind of a right. situation where people are going to be mad no matter what pick your side be on that side and, and you know play the game it's probably going to be cool man like it's probably going to be yeah. a really great game <laughs> exactly <laughs> that's the one thing i know regardless of how ah, you say it the he's most a cat writing a stuffy and the game's gonna kick ass like those are <laughs> i'm fine with it um i'm also fine with this next story uh the last of us two or The Last of Us Part Two's multiplayer spinoff is reportedly basically on ice, though not completely cancelled. So if you haven't been following things, um Naughty Dog laid off a bunch of folks, I believe. And then uh Yeah, it's it's uh I, I don't know, man. I had I love The Last of Us. I thought The Last of Us Part Two was an excellent game. I didn't mm-hmm. care about this at all. This is not something that Same. I had any interest in.
1: I didn't play much factions. I, I think I dabbled in factions, uh you know, the original last of us, it was cool, but not really my thing. So for me, I'm not like, you know, mourning the potential death of this multiplayer spinoff for the part two. I know there are people out there who are really upset by this and I feel for them. I'm just not one of those people. I feel way worse, obviously for all the people who were laid off at Naughty right Naught. you know, this is just a footnote to me. And, uh, I would rather them all been able to keep their jobs, not that one is equal to the other, of course, or affects the other. but yeah, I think that's the real story here is that all the layoffs you know occurred. but yeah, it I have I kind of had a feeling from the get-go though that this multiplayer spinoff was never going to see the light of day because it's been perpetually delayed. It feels. I kind of I'm not really that surprised.
0: Same. I mean, yeah. I, it's just nothing that I ever, ever wanted. Uh, go ahead, Brandon.
3: I uh, know. I just agree with Ash. I think the writing was on the wall, even from when it was first announced, because they really had nothing to share. They just showed us, what, like a piece of concept art, and that was it. Um, And like you guys, I haven't played much factions myself, so I don't really have a uh, a point of reference for what this would even have been like, but... I mean, multiplayer is just not really what I want out of Last of Us.
2: Right. Like, yeah. I would. I, exactly. I would have
3: tried it, but not really what I'm looking for.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Steve. No, I was just gonna say I agree with that 100. percent I feel like. The Last of Us is a series that works best because it's—it's it's not the gameplay of The Last of Us that really gets me into it. It's the narrative and exactly the interplay yeah. between the characters. Like, because if you strip out all of all of the wonderful character moments in that series, it's just a guy like skulking around, occasionally stabbing a zombie, and, and that's not like a super engaging gameplay experience. Right,
3: it's a pretty yeah, one I of the
0: mean... third-person action game at that point.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I, I enjoy The Last of Us's gameplay just fine, for sure. I think it's. I mean, I think it's quite, quite polished, and and you know, it's it's a lot of fun when you're playing it. But as you guys said, I I could play if I wanted to play a, a really good third person shooters, th- third person shooter. There are so many other games I could play. I'm there primarily and specifically for the narrative and the characters. That's just what The Last of Us is to me, it, and the atmosphere. Right. I could play any number of other shooters if I just wanted third person shooting.
0: Yep exactly what about what about you daniel i know i don't know if you actually vibe with the last of us at all
4: i haven't really played as much as 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 the rest of everyone else here so there's not as much i can (laughs) contribute to the topic honestly
0: all right cool. fair fair enough yeah i i I wonder about this next one this actually really excited me um so i don't know where you found this ash so for those of you that don't know ash puts (laughs) together our news doc for the show and uh, this this next one, it just, Ash wrote, <laughs> completely out of nowhere, a Dance Dance Revolution classic mini has been announced for crowdfunding. <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh. yes, please.
1: Well, this was posted in our in our own like newsroom's uh, channel of our Discord. Uh, it was also sent to me uh, after the back by our good friend Cutie Caitlin as well. But I'm also just kind of inured in Bimani News because I'm, you know, like a former like, tournament DDR player, so I follow Bimani stuff still. And so this came across my desk, as it were, and I'm like, it's basically like the DDR arcade, like, old-school DDR arcade machine equivalent of, like, an NES Mini, or an an NES Classic, SNES Classic. It is literally a tiny DDR-first mix machine that has an HDMI out, and you can use the tiny dance pads as controllers, like you're playing one of the PS2 games or something. And you can just connect it to your TV, and it's apparently going to have a selection of songs from first, second, and third mix, which it's just – where did this even come from? And it's it's still even at the crowdfunding phase. This isn't even a thing yet. But I thought it was just kind of one of those, like, out of left field, really cool little things. Like, if they actually get this thing made, it'll never come out in the U.S., but I'd like to track one down at some point. I, I was going to say, will It's not I'll something help. I need, but I'd like one.
0: Well, the thing so i watched the trailer during the yeah. during the show right now and uh i was i was not with it until i saw at the very end they showed that they put the arcade machine next to a tv and then they brought a full size dance pad that you could hook up to it and i was like i'm <laughs> yeah. sold i uh, that's pretty it for cool me. right i haven't played ddr uh i gave up ddr when i started apartment living and because ah. because Nobody likes a DDR player in an apartment
1: <laughs> Oh totally I, I would always play in the arcades I, I, yeah. I know if I played
0: here like in my apartment I'd get
1: evicted right away
0: Oh right like I, I used to have people like Slap their ceilings to get me to stop And I'm like oh man yeah. I guess I gotta hang it up Literally I'm done uh, So I haven't played <laughs> DDR in years but now I'm like you know what I, I live in a basement now I could do this I could yeah. just have a DDR mat out I'm ready to play my my wife and
1: i want a ddr machine so bad if we ever get a house with a garage we will we both want like an actual full-size ddr machine so bad
0: see i i always wanted to get one of the hard controllers like one of the ones that's not like a crunchy little mat like the old nes power pad i want one that's like the actual like hard platform that you had in the arcade but then i just want to play like the old releases on it because i don't need an arcade machine i just want, want one that can hook up to consoles like that
1: Fun fact, I actually built my yeah. own, like, hard DDR pad uh, back in my tournament days. Like, I actually
2: Jesus in, Christ. Like, I
1: bought the parts and engineered together a, a hard pad with its own bar. That, Like I said, I went really, I was deep into DDR. Like, I, I was a hardcore player, so I didn't mess around. That is rad. I like that. Yeah. I, I well, wish that. That was back when I was in shape. I, I couldn't play today the way I used to in my high school, college days. But back once upon a time, I was in amazing shape and a really good DDR player.
3: DDR fans and Tycho fans must be kindred spirits because Tycho fans do the same oh, thing yeah. building their own drums and and 2dx <laughs> fans too
1: 2dx with their like their uh their deck controllers like they're really hardcore about that
3: <laughs> don't mess with rhythm gamers they mean business in general yeah. yeah rhythm yeah
4: at the uh the first place that I ever worked at it, it was like a mini off an arc arcade and in that arcade a lot of the people that I worked with are really hardcore with about DDR. they would just go play there whenever they're off shift and we, we we hacked that machine um, to be able to play any well USB and just play any songs that we wanted to anything that we can find online uh, from from the basic songs that were on there already to yeah. to songs from other games entirely to like anime intro songs to to other weird mimi kind of songs <laughs> that were on there uh-huh. and uh, it was just an experience back then to watch them all play those but yeah it's just, there's still a crowd that's very hardcore about it it's great to see.
1: I mean, you know, I mean you're talking to that guy in terms of rhythm games. That's exactly like just in rhythm game. I bought oversized styluses for my three D S because I have like, you know, giant monster hands just so I could play theater rhythm better because I couldn't do it with the tiny little styli that come with the three D S. So I had to actually like get oversized. Like no no no, I don't play when it comes to rhythm games and I Brandon, you're so right. You don't you don't want to mess with rhythm gamers when it comes to their preferred method <laughs> of input into all their favorite games for sure. Um, and yes, to, to answer your question, uh, BC King Games in the YouTube chat, that Frozen Two bottle does belong to me. This is my Glacial Grape Frozen Two bubble bath. It smells awful. Also, I just want to uh, re- uh, mention I am incredibly uncomfortable right now. <laughs> I'm so much <laughs> uh and He's also nice. I, the only reason i'm looking at my phone so much is because my laptop is too far away for me to read chat so i'm not just zoning out i'm actually looking at chat on my phone here i promise
0: nice all right <laughs> well that that does it for the news for us i'm going to read out these uh next couple super chats uh we got one from duck lizard for 4.99 who would you rather make a 3d sonic game besides sonic team because it needs to happen my vote is for siatro the developer of the tory games i'm not familiar like at all
3: i'm not either but Those, they're like yeah. retro n64 ps1 platformers
0: oh, oh okay that would be cool i'm not familiar yeah i'm i'm gonna go ahead and just go with uh because this is fucked up i'm gonna say headcanon i just they they did a great 2d <laughs> sonic game let them do a 3d one
1: okay it's a good one um i was gonna say uh, uh okami era clover studio because if you've played okami you know just how perfect the physics are in terms of moving you know, I'm a tennis around the world and, you know, you feel the weight of her movements and it feels like you're playing as a wolf or what I would imagine playing as a wolf to feel like. And so given how unique and fine the physics are in that game, I'd love to see their take on what it would feel like to be moving around and and running around as Sonic and like how that would realistically feel in terms of moving around the world and jumping around and stuff. I think they could, they could have done really something pretty cool there
0: all right
3: uh nintendo <laughs> yeah that's fair that would fair. be kind of interesting
0: yeah let's see how about daniel. you daniel
4: uh oh gosh oh god i'm, I'm trying to think who would be working who, who would be able to work with the uh the 3d platforming space also in like a, a vast large area but nothing really comes to mind if i'm thinking of 3d platformers i don't know i thought of double fine real quick uh that'd be a interesting take. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know really. Uh I was listening to Psychonauts during that time, so
0: Oh, okay. Psychonauts is good. Great game. All right. With that, let's go ahead and move over to our patron topics. Um well wait, we've got one more super chat from Geisel Diesel. Did I say that right? I hope I did. Diesel Diesel, I think. Uh says, Steve, don't forget the roof stream, name your price. Uh oh to stream God. from the roof <laughs> of <laughs> oh my gosh. house. Uh
4: hmm. one that won't kill you there's, because there's it's not re- as hot out there.
0: Yeah, that's true. I won't die. Well, unless I fall, in which case I probably will die. Let's you know what? I'm gonna put it high because you want me to stream from the roof of a fucking house. Uh two hundred and fifty five dollars. <laughs> like the maximum number before it would roll over in an NES game.
1: I was gonna say oh, that wasn't that wasn't accidental. You said two fifty five on purpose. I love it. <laughs>
3: That was not, right. I was like, oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's that a dangerous game. You're Listen, yeah, I have to too low.
0: I have to take a <laughs> laptop on a ladder up on the top of a house Add a zero to that before I'm going up. on the
4: roof. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe <might> raining. <laughs> we
1: don't yeah, even yeah. have roof access in my apartment complex. I wish we did because we did in my old one. And I'd go up there to watch sunsets all the time. But we can't access the roof in this complex nice
0: well yeah so that's what it'll be fair fair notice though for those of you that are plotting i'm in the uk next week so i won't be doing it on the next gbg cast <laughs> also i need time and to probably get my affairs in order <laughs> like may, maybe one of you can just like donate a casket on patreon <laughs> but anyway <laughs> all right oh no Speaking of which, uh, let's go ahead and jump into our patron topics for this week. For those of you that don't know, uh, you can join us over at patreon.com slash GVGaming, where you can uh, join at the producer tier or above, and that'll let you submit topics for us to answer each and every week here on GVGCast. You can also do the same right here on YouTube using the membership button down below. Uh, that will allow you to uh, also submit topics. We're still working that pathway out, but if you join, we'll make sure you get noted. Um those will be in like a community post. But anyway, uh, let's go ahead and start with our man in the tub. Ash, what is your topic this week?
1: Okay. Uh, I can't feel my my legs anymore. Okay. Anyway, my topic comes from Jason Uloa this week, who asks, let me uh, get it up. I didn't know I was going on first year. So Jason Uloa, you asked this week, can you tell that I'm stalling? You it, asked. Um, <laughs> would you like it? me to read it it's for you? It's spooky month. Okay. No, I got it. It's spooky month. What's your favorite spooky game? Why does it spook you? So yeah, it is spooky month. So I figure we got to get a Halloween-y topic going here. My favorite spooky game ever is Silent Hill 3. Not 2, not 2, 3. Uh, it's my favorite Silent Hill game as well. But I, I've I have not ever played a game that has pulled me into such a overwhelming, domineering sense of just evil. And and just pure darkness and evil. There were several times during Silent Hill three, where I had to pause and just take a breather because it was just too freaking intense. And of course, you know when I play horror games, Steve Steve knows he he's not a big horror game fan. I, I love my horror games. So when I when I play a, a scary game, I go all out. I play at night. I play with the lights off. I'm usually by myself. I have headphones on. Like I go for maximum fear mode. Right. And, you know, I, I've gotten through various survival horror games um, that have scared me for sure. Fatal Frame is really good at that. But, man, Silent Hill 3 has just an, has a, a special otherworldly feeling of just cultish type evil, like demonic summonings. And the, it, a lot of it is owed to the sound design. The If you played Silent Hill, you know just how incredible the sound design is and how much it adds to these just horrific uh, a horrifically scary, fearful atmosphere. Atmosphere of these games, and Silent Hill three, especially once you cross over into the other world and you hear all the, all the clanging sounds, like the just like the industrial metal scraping, clanging with like the really weird music and the weird pitches going up and down. It just all sounds really messed up. And I've never had a game scare me like Silent Hill three does. It also happens to have a really cool protagonist and Heather. She's really neat. Uh, the, the story's great, especially as kind of a, the second part of the Silent Hill 1 story. It's like Silent Hill 1 and 3 kind of uh, comprise two halves of the same story. And so there's a lot of uh, really, I would just say, uh, it's, it's just very, um, it's a complete story. It feels like a really complete story, but it's scary as hell throughout. And so if I had to pick one spooky game to play each year, the Halloween season, it would be Silent Hill 3, for sure.
0: Nice. Uh, Brandon, how about you?
3: I'm pretty basic when it comes to this.
0: Uh, I like playing Luigi's
3: Mansion every October. Hell yeah! Uh, Just the original one. Nice. Not to say I don't like spooky games, because I certainly do, but Luigi's Mansion is, like, the only one I consistently replay. Uh, I'd also throw Metroid Prime into that. The original Metroid Prime has some, some kind of spooky moments. There's... I can't remember what section of the game it is, but, like, the the lights in the whole building go out and you have to fight space pirates in the dark. I always liked that section of the game. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, yeah, I'd say those two games. Nice. Cool. How about you, dude? Well, oh, Mansion's a great one. Oh, man.
4: Yeah, I don't really do spooky games very much at all. I mean, I, I, this, is probably rec- this is probably recency, but uh, Resident Evil 4 Remake was a really good one, honestly. I, that was my first time playing Resident Evil 4, so uh that if it's like actiony enough if it's not relying too much on like the the atmosphere and jump scares and all that then i'm i'm a little bit better about that um funny enough when brandon mentioned uh metroid prime i was thinking of metroid prime 2 as the one i was most afraid of. Oh. The opening, the opening to that game is scary. Like, you're, you're just arriving here, there's Federation soldiers' bodies just everywhere. There's this room, one room you go into, and they're just dangling from their necks and from their ankles from the, from the ceiling. I'm just like, oh god, I don't know if I can play this game. <laughs> <laughs> um They all tend to, end up, they all kind of had that intro. Uh, Metro Prime 1 also had a kind of spooky intro as well. It wasn't, it was something I wasn't prepared for being a young lad at the time. And he then, left. I, I, I specifically remember in I think it was in Prime Three when you're in the in the uh, the, the sky area. Um, there's an area where you first find the Metroids in that game, and you're are walking through all these different corridors, and you see them kind of just floating around. Uh, you can't they can't reach you, oh, but then God. when you get to the end, I think the power goes out, and then you have to exit that area, and you hear them shuffling through the, uh, the those those vents that you couldn't see, and then you hear something break. And then all of a sudden you see them in the dark and, Oh God, imagine prime is really good at, at applying horror elements. If it wants to, in in their own subtle ways. That part is so good.
1: That part, it scares the (laughs) hell out of me. It's so good,
4: man. Yeah, that was, I, 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 that's the one specific moment that I remember a lot. Uh, there's a lot of that game. I kind of don't remember very clearly, but that one for sure.
0: Nice. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Um, Mine and I actually thought it would get taken. Uh going back to the GameCube is uh, Eternal Darkness.
2: Oh that good game one. is
0: fucking terrifying. Yeah it is. <laughs> and then the uh I remember playing that, like that was back when I when I had was still trying to convince myself I wasn't a coward. And so I would play it at night, you know, headphones on, like Ash. And the difference is I was probably like either having a heart attack or pissing my pants. But um, <laughs> the insanity effects would get me every time and then just some of the stuff that game says like like uh basically about how like life is meaningless and people search to find meaning in things that don't matter because our lives oh. are empty i was like man you're a fucking video game and i'm 22 this sucks <laughs> what a,
3: a feel good experience yeah <laughs> yeah
0: it was it was a real Real uh, good time for the whole family, yeah, I hated it, but it was a uh, it, it is a super super spooky game, and uh if you've never played it, try it. it might make you crazy <laughs> oh, I think we ash Paulson just he bathtubed he, he, out he he had his own sanity effect oh. he fell he... down the drain, homeboy just a... <laughs> logged off all right, uh what well, no
4: modern eternal darkness.
0: Perfect that we got his question out of the way then. Alright, so <laughs> let's go ahead and, um, looks like Brandon, let's go ahead and go with yours.
3: So mine comes from Becca's. Uh It says a lot of us wish we could play a certain game for the first time again. However, what game were you glad you revisited after not playing it for a while because you have a new perspective and appreciation for that game? Uh, mine's near Automata. I, I dropped that game like a sack of potatoes real quick uh first time which is which is sad because i ended up going back and playing it like a year later and i don't know what was different but i stuck through it and that game just it just did it it just did it for me that game is so good i don't know is amazing i don't know why i dropped it i'm i'm glad that i went back and tried it again
4: it does things to you. It, it questions humanity and reality as you play mm-hmm. that game, and you can't forget about <laughs> the things I, that, that you see there.
1: That game is nothing short of incredible. And oh man, that when you finally get to that last ending, ending E, and the way it all comes, oh man, that that whole that whole sequence at the end, of the very true end of Nier Automata, is one of the most just transgressive, fourth wall breaking, just amazingly unique experiences I've ever had in a game.
3: It really is special yeah wow
1: all right Let's who have see. we not
3: covered uh
0: i'm still thinking of mine so someone else i'll, I'll go still go before me all right surprisingly you wouldn't expect this from me mine is uh shin megami tensei four for the uh oh, okay. for the 3ds i picked it mm. up at launch because i had a friend who was super hype about it and i played it. i was like <laughs> this shit's hard i don't like this and i put it down i, I came back to it like a year later and uh ended up having a really amazing time with it i it it warmed me up to the series as a whole and i still have yet to play beyond you know four and five but uh i don't think i would have had even a passing interest in persona or or tokyo mirage sessions without having first played that game so Mm -hmm. i'm glad i'm glad i came back to it because it, it made me appreciate like a whole new almost genre of games
2: nice that game, I... oh, go ahead.
4: that that game, uh, so for for that one you're talking about, Shin Megami say four on 3ds, uh, yes. I was probably maybe like halfway, seventy five percent of the way through the game, and then I had, uh, this was around the time, it was to kind of date this this moment, uh, there were demos for Smash Brothers for Wii U and 3ds <laughs> coming out yep. at that time, oh, and so. I was waiting in line. It was like a Target or a Best Buy somewhere in San Francisco that I went to waiting in line for hours. The people behind me were talking about Shinbun Kami Tensei 4 in, in great detail to the point oh, no. where they were pretty Ugh. much spoiling the different endings and the different endings oh. you can get. And I'm like, please, oh, don't no. <laughs> stop. And it was like, I don't it killed my my enthusiasm to keep playing the game like it's a hard game like it gets a bit easier as you go along but i reached a point where i was just like i don't i didn't want to learn this (laughs) it was just a a stupid way because i'm not going to leave the line i'm waiting to play smash brothers over here so right i had to just kind of sit there and do it and i don't know i I wasn't the kind of person to if it was this it was today i'd be like yo shut up but but back then i wasn't really the kind the type to to tell somebody, hey, can you please stop talking about this? I wasn't that kind of person, so that that yeah. unfortunately sucked for me. Uh, oh, I'm but, so it's sorry. Because it has a because it has a really good story to it. I really enjoyed the way mm-hmm. that they, that they sucks, told the story. Man. Um,
3: but I had a one... friend who's oh, go ahead. A, a friend's cousin. Uh, we were all at his house once, and he started doing the exact same thing with Undertale. Just, oh God! The, Not Undertale. The entirety of Undertale, all of it, everything <laughs> he could have said, he said. Oh man, no. I had to wait years so to forget up. as much as I possibly could before I could actually play that game. My God! <laughs>
4: in the uh, in better news with Atlas making funny, funny as always. Atlas games. Uh, I didn't actually play through Persona Three. Uh, Persona Three Fest. I, I went through maybe like ten hours of the game. Then I kind of stopped because I wasn't sure what I was. You know. It, it, it's, it reached a point where it was kind of that that part where it kind of just dragged along during the days and it wasn't really much happening. But um, I took, like, I don't I forgot, like, half a year away from that. And I was just like, I want to just play this again. Like, there were friends I talked to at the time. They were like, give us some time. Give it a chance. And I was really just kind of interested in some of these characters. And so I, I eventually went back to it and started playing it again. Uh, picked up where I left off. And I I fell in love with the series. It's one of the best Persona games. And now here we are, about to get a remake. So... The way things nice. don't come around. Nice. Um, I, I so I, I have a
1: fallback answer that I that I often use for questions like this, but I've told that story on the show before. I know I have about Final Fantasy Mystic Quest. And then I played Six. Then I went back to Mystic Quest and appreciated it for the weird place it occupies in the Final Fantasy, you know, pantheon. But I thought of another one. This is a much better one. This is going to surprise everyone. So I originally. I didn't really take to the original Mega Man Battle Network when it first came out. I was like, yeah, Mega Man on Game Boy Advance. So cool. A new series. Yeah. I'm so into this. Then I played it for the first time. I'm like, "Ah, I don't know. So I actually bounced off it and I, and I left it alone for like, I want to say a few months. And then I went back to it a few months later and it clicked. And then I, I, it was one of those things where I like, I could not put it down. I was playing every single second that I possibly could uh, around all my responsibilities. And, yeah, so I, I whatever for whatever reason, a new Mega Man series. I didn't click with it right away, and I thought well, I was like, well, and it wasn't because it was a platform. It wasn't a platformer. It just wasn't. I don't know. It just wasn't clicking for me. Um, but then I like kind of just took some time away, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna give this another shot. I'm gonna start a new game, really try to be in the right frame of mind for this, and then it clicked, and I was nice. a Battle Network fan ever since. Huge Battle Network fan, as you know, Steve. Hell yeah. Um, but originally, I wasn't actually into it.
0: Surprisingly enough nice um all right so i think that's everybody for that one uh daniel why don't you give us your patreon topic
4: well this is an interesting one that i found i I don't really think about too often uh it's from watani asking how often do you look at your friends uh what your friends are playing have played uh via built-in system features like profiles the trending page on switch notifications that say friend is now playing this Friend is now, or or friends that play under the game section tabs on PS5 and Steam, etc. How does this affect you? And most importantly, like, how do you think this feature affects the gaming audience as a whole? Um, It's interesting to see when I'm playing any kind of game. Like, uh, uh, you'll see a title pop up of a recent title. Like, oh, someone's playing Tears of the Kingdom right now. Somebody is playing something else that we recently released. And it's just like, oh yeah, that's something that I've been playing as well. But then there'll be some people that have been playing like uh a game uh, some obscure game from a while back somebody who's playing like uh the world ends with you final remix out of nowhere like just playing <laughs> <laughs> and just like wow like it's interesting to think like what were they were, are they catching up on their backlog is there something that they they're that they want to just do before they played maybe the sequel um but mostly it's really interesting to look at your lists of pro like on the switch for example your profile and everyone just playing like especially when they're all playing the same game at the same, your, your just your list is just filled with everyone playing yeah. the exact same big title at the same time. Like I mentioned with Tears of the Kingdom, we're all just having this similar experience at the same time. And I think that's really cool. Like you don't see it. You're not, you're not actively talking about it all the time. Like we are, but there's a lot of people who are having the same experience. And I think that's just really cool to be able to know that people are, are doing this and that. Um, but yeah, it, it's just like a different perspective of how to think about things and it doesn't really affect, like, what I personally play. Like, if I see someone playing something that I haven't played to yet, like, I probably won't immediately just, like, jump on that opportunity. But I do like the little fun little features we have like that. Like, oh, this many people have started playing this game. Uh, this many people have uh, been playing this for this many hours. Like, that sort of thing. Although it does expose me for how many hours I put into things, like Smash or something. Like... I'm sure there are people that see me pop the game up and it's like two or three in the morning and they're like, what is he doing at this hour? Shouldn't he be sleeping? Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, I like this feature in this generation a lot. Um, Not as much on Nintendo because like you said, Daniel, like Mm -hmm. Nintendo fans ride waves, right? Like you see just a big first party game come out and everyone on your friends list is playing it. So I'm never really frequently very surprised by what I see on my Switch friends list. Uh, But on PlayStation, I'll get lots of like, you know, hey, these friends of yours are playing this. Like these guys just picked up this game. And I'll almost always click through to look at the game. Like if it's one I haven't heard of, I'm like, well, a lot of my friends are playing this. Maybe I should look at it. And and Mm. it's gotten me a couple times. A couple times I've been like, I'll download that. I'll see if it's worth it. I've got enough friends that are playing it. Um, The other thing, and I'll admit I probably shouldn't admit that I do this. I'm sorry, Sony, but when they send me a game that I'm not, you know, well, not that I'm not supposed to have, but that isn't out yet. I will look at my friends list and see who else has that game. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'll be like, who else do I know that's reviewing this game right now? Um, You're not I supposed to. Game. Yeah. You're not supposed to be able to see yeah. it, but like 90% of reviewers forget that. And they, they don't yeah. hide their activity so i'm just like i see you <laughs> I, and, and when i, I was I'm new and when i was new in the game it happened to me all the time like i remember mm-hmm. i was reviewing assassin's creed unity years and years ago and i suddenly got like a rando dm from someone i would never met and they're like how is it i'm like <laughs> oh, shit <laughs> i'm like yeah. this is gonna go on reddit later I... damn it
4: i remember i am guilty uh, of the I sp- same i'll oh, go ahead I, sp- I specifically remember when i was playing a game on the switch i saw steve is now playing famicom detective club i'm just like wait a minute uh-huh. that's not out yet <laughs> <laughs> <Whoops>. yep <laughs> that-, that was funny sorry just like Nintendo. oh i don't know if it- i don't know if anybody else is supposed to see this either
0: <laughs> yeah no i i have
1: not. definitely been guilty of the same too steve don't don't worry it's <laughs> not just you i've done the same exact thing um <laughs> Uh, uh, Like, I I like, I kind of like what you were saying, Daniel, I like seeing what my friends are playing. I especially like seeing when, like, a new Pokemon game comes out, and I just like to kind of satisfy my own curiosity. Like, how many people are playing Scarlet versus Violet? I wonder why more people chose one over the other. Whatever. Um, I like to go through and see what my friends are playing, but I will admit that it has basically zero effect on the games that I choose to play for myself. Like, I think probably, Mm -hmm, like, most or all of us here, I know what I'm going to play whether it's you know buy or cover whatever months several months in advance of when they come out I know exactly what I'm looking forward to I'll, I'll you know sometimes find a new game that I wasn't expecting to be on my radar and really enjoy it but if I do that it's just because I'm enmeshed in this world and in this industry it's not because I saw someone on my friends list playing it and I'm like oh that looks interesting it's just that doesn't have that effect on me um but i do like seeing what my friends are playing and and just kind of like going through and seeing what nso games people are playing on on switch and uh and i do it on on playstation as well and on xbox when i am on xbox it's just fun to kind of see and compare and contrast but it doesn't have any personal bearing on what i play typically because i know what i'm playing months
3: out in advance fair yeah i'm kind of the same way um I do like looking at my friends' list to see what people are playing. It's something I do every time I turn my Switch on, actually. Same, That's yeah. the first thing I do, is I just, like, what are people doing? I'm curious. Um, but outside of that, uh, I think I get more out of this on Steam. Uh, mm. Joe, who, for those who don't know, helped make our, our nice new animated intro, um, she plays a lot of, like, very small kind of indie games, and I'll see her playing you know like return of the Oberdin or something I've never heard of will pop up and then if it's Brandon core she'll usually tell me and then <laughs> I'll be playing these games <laughs> like uh hypnospace outlaw um the outer wilds just things I probably wouldn't have looked at if she hadn't told me first I've so got someone it's... at
0: my door I will return shortly keep it going folks <laughs> okay uh,
2: all right
3: but it, it's nice for that um Because it does let me expand my horizons a bit and lets me play games that I probably wouldn't have even known existed half the time. Sure. Um, Return of the Oberdins, one of the best gaming experiences I've ever had. Can't ever play it again. Uh, Can't ever Mm -hmm. play it again because once you've played it, you just kind of can't play it a second time because it's knowledge based. It's just one of those. Yeah, I see. Yeah. Oh, I see. Same with Outer Wilds. Like you play the Outer Wilds, once you've beaten it, you can't ever go back again.
4: That's what I heard, yeah.
3: (laughs) I know
1: Steve was saying that he doesn't like this about Nintendo, like, friends as much, but I actually do enjoy, like, when a big new first-party game comes out, it's always fun to see, like, how many people are in on that day one hype. Like, when Tears of the Kingdom came out, it was nothing but Zelda on my entire friends list, and there's something fun about that. I don't know, like, I can see what he means. Like, it's predictable. I can see what Steve means, but at the same time, it's kind of fun being part of that, like, day one hype, and you go on, and you see... Eighty friends online, and they're all playing Tears of the Kingdom, or they're all playing Super Mario Odyssey, or something. It's just
3: yeah, (laughs) they're
2: always that one
3: person playing.
2: They're always yep, yep. There's (laughs) always
1: someone who's not who's not part of the hype. They're not Um, part of the
4: the hype circle. But yeah, I'm gonna be looking out for that once uh, Wonder comes out. You're gonna see everyone playing Mario Wonder, and then one person is gonna still be playing Animal Crossing, and you're just like, but but Mario, (laughs) but Watson I yeah. better be seeing <laughs> people Mark,
3: playing Mario. We got tel- we got twelve player friend rooms. Like I want those filled. <laughs> yeah, that's right.
1: Uh, fun fact: I can no longer feel anything from my right kneecap uh, down. Do you need it's to all, stand it's up? It's all numb. I I probably <laughs> well see. I don't think I should though because I'm really just I'm wearing a bathing suit and I don't know that I, anyone needs to see me stand up in a bathing ah, suit on a public stream. Don't need to. We don't. I don't want to get us demonetized forever because we will if i do that so it's okay we're, we're nearing the end of the show i i will still probably have a functioning uh leg by the time we're done but uh <laughs> but i do hope steve gets back soon because i am in a great that, deal of pain um
2: that
4: that rubber, that rubber duck just looks like it's part of an overlay it doesn't look like it's actually there i don't know it's, it's true about it, that actually duck. you're
1: right <laughs> i can see on my phone you're totally right <laughs> <laughs> um, We did get a couple of Super Chats, so I guess I'll fill the time with. Uh, we got one from Silent Smash Brothers with $5. Thank you so much. All you guys got to catch the Sonic Symphony Tour. Ash, I'm bummed that I missed you on Saturday, but it was awesome. Yes, it was. on I'm, I'm Both counts. I'm bummed I missed you as well. I'm so sorry I did. Yes, it was awesome. I have been to a billion and one video game music concerts and shows in my life, and Sonic Symphony is... Right up at the very top, the energy in that room and the audience was unlike anything I've ever really experienced before in my life. Brandon, Daniel, you guys are in for such a treat and I cannot wait for you to experience this.
3: I have three weeks to wait still. <laughs> oh,
1: man. I I like nice honestly, seat. if I had a bunch of like just disposable income, I would just like book a flight to come see the show with you, Brandon, and then you, Daniel, and then like Steve <laughs> when it comes to Seattle. I want to go see it with him. I want to see it with all of you guys because it is such a special, magical, wonderful, amazing experience.
4: God, oh, Yeah, I'm ready. I, am, uh,
1: I, I, I can't wait. I'm so excited for you guys.
4: If anyone's coming to the San Francisco next, I think it's in January, uh, I'm planning to go to that one. So we will, we'll you'll be able to have GVG meetups all across everywhere <laughs> during the Sonic yep. Symphony.
1: Yeah, I John had one at the London show. Right. I'll be there. So yeah, Brandon, you should totally have a little uh, community meetup for people in that area. Because John did one for you know the, the UK and London. He but uh, met a bunch of our audience or our uh, community members there. And then I did as well here in LA. And I think we should all do it. Heck yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Uh, I promise you, I, it is not rec- It is not because I don't want to be a thirst trap. I don't think anyone has to worry about that. And, Nelson, I am not wearing a Speedo. I am wearing a regular <laughs> bathing suit, but I still don't think I should stand up in a wet bathing suit on a public stream. So <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Um, let's see. We also got uh, Mocha the Orange Bear with $2. Thank you so much. With a matchup, Jax from Mortal Kombat versus Doomfist from Overwatch. And I'm only familiar with one of these characters, which being Jax. So yeah, I don't know not. what Doomfist can do, but I know that Jax can rip off people's arms. I know that he can grow into a giant at will and step on you. So I feel like that hmm.
3: probably gives Jax the W, but I don't know anything about Doomfist's abilities. Doomfist has a big gauntlet on his right arm. Okay. Just because it's it, I'm going to say Doomfist. <laughs> okay, fair <His> enough. <laughs> I don't know the fact that Jax yeah, can I grow guess. to giant size and step on you. I feel like that might be the winner. Uh, I mean, I guess, I guess there wouldn't be much left to do at that point, you know. But yeah, it could be the Ant Man effect, you know, climb True. up the butthole and expand. <laughs> <laughs> you, oh, that's well, not a. Oh, I did not need to think about
4: that. Oof, jeez. We didn't. That's
3: we one didn't... way to win. That's all I'm
1: saying. They could have <laughs> been Thanos like that. <laughs> that's true good point what about you daniel
4: yeah i'm not familiar with the characters so i mean I, okay. I, I, I <laughs> when, when um, i don't know even one of these in these matchups i'm just like what do i even how do i even contribute oh. in a meaningful way you know
1: god steve come back my here friend he is. he's my here friend. Okay, good. Oh, I'm okay. Back. My, what my did I uh, miss? stream, my stream is a little bit uh, behind on my phone. We've just been answering super chats and uh oh, a super excellent. chat about the Sonic Symphony, talking about how I want to book a flight to go to the show with
0: every one of you and just experience it over and over again with each one of you because it's oh, so amazing. That would be fun. We won't get it here till January, and I'm going to try to make it happen. Um, obviously, buying don't a house try. leaves one in a bind. So, <laughs> I'm I'm not financially. Mm steady on my feet let's say that let's say that way dude i will i will split a (laughs) ticket
1: with you to make sure you go it is knowing how much you love sonic like like we do you cannot miss this you cannot miss it oh i'm
0: I'm sure i'll make it happen i mean it's a drive up to seattle and then if, if i'm really that hard up i can just go and then drive home again um, i will help you pay for it if i need you have no to way this no way no way man. you know what you can do you can come out here and you can go with me that would be better oh than god you i would love that go. so
1: much i would love to it's so so amazing but everyone's already heard me talk about how amazing it is so i won't do it again. nice nice <laughs> all right so so
0: i believe it's time for my patreon question um mine it this is. week did we got everybody else right yeah i believe so yes (laughs) i love cutie caitlin and you viewer can help at patreon.com or or right down here just underneath this video if you're watching just there's a button (laughs) right there it says join anyway (laughs) um mine comes from vedron uh who writes what's the most glued to a game you've ever been not necessarily your favorite but what game have you sunk the most amount of time into easy that is fantasy star online version <laughs> yeah. 1 for the dreamcast <laughs> at almost 1600 hours like, holy cow my oh my memory. god i i i lived in that game and and to be fair to this day if it was available i'd be playing it so um mm-hmm. probably good that it died <laughs> but um <laughs> i mercy. i do certainly miss it yeah it was a it was a mercy for my social life but it, it's also one of those <laughs> things i can't imagine ever putting that amount of time into any game ever again um you know i play 100 hours or 150 hours and i'm like whoa crap i love that game but to be fair and this is embarrassing but i'm admitting it anyway you know how sony does those like roundups of how much time you spent playing uh games in a, in any given year they'll tell you oh like, yeah mine, oh yeah mine was like Fortnite last year with like almost 400 hours i was like <laughs> oh, oh man. fuck like i played on oh, I've played more than an hour a day every day, basically.
1: <laughs> you know what? That was, I mean, that, I I had yeah. that was Fall Guys last year because I always play you know every week with my friends. So I was like, I played that much Fall Guys in a year? Holy crap! <laughs> yep, it's sneaks. At least up you're
4: socializing.
1: You. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. It's that's a true. social game. Um, I I uh, you go ahead and go, Daniel. I, I think I cut you off, but I'm pretty sure you and I probably have the same one.
4: I don't think so. So you go ahead.
1: <laughs> really? Okay. Oh. I guess not. My oh. mine is pick, pick an it. Smash in general. Pick an iteration. Doesn't matter. I've spent thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon more thousands of hours playing every version of Smash over the years. I have about a thousand hours in Ultimate alone. Um, so yeah, take take a Smash. That's that's my answer. I've spent more time playing some version of Smash Brothers than anything else in the world
4: hmm yeah so I mean I, I think that's probably somewhere up there with the oh, amount okay. of time I don't know I guess I'm thinking of like I guess the way that it was phrased is how much did I spend in one like chunk of time put together because it's got to be oh, Zelda okay. Breath of the Wild or Tears of the Kingdom for me like that's just a place where I oh. lived in for a very long time just within that within that space of time uh just stuck to the world exploring doing everything possible um, I definitely don't have as many hours in that as others, but that's definitely one that I think of as far as like one small span of time. Uh, with Steve mentioning how PlayStation keeps track of the hours you put into games, uh, was it last year? Maybe it was last the year before, uh, where Genshin Impact was the one that was the highest on there to a, an unfathomable amount. Like, wow, I really just used my PS5 as the Genshin machine, didn't I, during that year? <laughs> so. Uh, that <laughs> and even today like they're just really good at having more content out and stories and other stuff to do and just just stuff to do all the time in that game so uh there's mm-hmm. that but yeah that and I guess yeah smashed ultimate I don't know how many hours I have but I certainly have spent quite a lot just playing that um with friends online just, just everything possible honestly
3: nice yes yeah. mine's probably pretty obvious but uh yeah but no way <laughs> monster <laughs> hunter no Uh, no get out of here man this (laughs) game ate my entire high school career (laughs) and then when this game came out it ate my college career (laughs) wow
4: nice box i love it uh
3: yeah so monster hunter try on wii i spent 1200 hours in um it has 18 monsters in it It is one of the smallest monster hunter games ever released so (laughs) the fact that that happened is crazy uh combined across the series i'm probably between three and four thousand hours total wow. wow brandon's just a monster genocide machine he is
2: oops,
0: <laughs> oops all yep. genocide he
4: is the monster hunter
3: look <laughs> i love this man i have slain this man many times <laughs> i love you
0: and therefore i must kill you <laughs> it's wrath that's
4: Damn, him that's
0: good i love it that's really good Daniel's about to become a father instantly for that joke. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. That's everybody, right? For... Yeah, I, I think yep, yeah. that is it. Uh, did we yeah. miss any of the uh, any of the super chats? The last one I showed is from Leo so, Flow. So no, we didn't. I did Silent Smash Brothers as well as
1: Mocha the Orange Bears. So we are at Leo Flow's.
0: All right, the next one. Leo Flow. What is everyone's? Favorite Sonic song, and as the least well versed in this group, I'm just gonna say Jesus. "Open Your Heart," and, and I've taken that one.
1: <laughs> oh man, I, it's well, either okay, that or Starlight Zone for me. Those are those oh, are my. Man, G- I mean, yes is my answer to that question, Leo. I, I don't even how do you every Sonic song. Um, I was gonna say "Open Your Heart" as a favorite vocal theme, but because Steve already took it, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say "Reach for the Stars" is a is a favorite of mine for sure. That, that's up there for me. I couldn't tell you what my actual number one favorite is, but Reach for the Stars is, like, really up there. And if we're talking, like, Classic Sonic, then, like, Sky Sanctuary Zone or Lava Reef Act Ooh, 1. Yeah. Both are, like, two, two of my big favorites. Yeah.
3: Mine's probably a toss-up between three. Uh, live and Learn. Endless possibilities and Sonic Boom. You I didn't... love all three of those. Oh two.
0: Sonic Boom! Also, you can do anything. That one too. You oh, know which God. one doesn't get enough enough credit that I never hear mentioned? Uh My Sweet Passion from Sonic Adventure. I fucking love yeah, that. I song. agree.
1: <laughs> I agree. God, I, I could I could name like half of Sonic Adventure soundtrack for this answer too. Like Jesus.
0: Yeah, that one, that one's rough. Was, Amy's the best mm-hmm. though. I'm I'm on an Amy kick now. Superstars needs yeah. to come out and it needs to have a goddamn awesome super amy like they did her dirty in origins plus so yeah proper <laughs> yeah i need a real super amy i need her to go full super saiyan <laughs> i need her to have a projectile or something you know what just give her a genki dama i'll be fine with that make make her goku <laughs> in a dress heck yeah what about you daniel
4: my favorites are well aboard t lopes i love studiopolis zone both acts yeah. are, are right fantastic zone. All the songs that are original to Sonic Mania have some amazing soundtracks to them.
1: Press Garden. Um,
4: that and Press Garden. And the three versions of Mirage Saloon. Uh, those are fantastic. Yeah. And uh, I guess if we're talking like older ones, um, gosh, I was one of those people that listened to the Sonic CD soundtrack way back in, before before the Japanese version of the soundtrack was more well-known over here in the West. Uh, Starlight, uh, a Stardust, Stardust, um, uh, uh start of speedway is the one that i'm always thinking of uh, the japanese version oh. of that. i love that song a lot and then slowly that song came to the west more and more i saw it in sonic generations and i was like i know that one <laughs> and then <laughs> it just kept coming back and back over and over again until it was also in sonic mania um one of my nice. favorite songs definitely in that soundtrack um, a lot of songs from sonic cd are fantastic and then There's- uh i guess just also for an actual vocal track that we've uh to, to wrap that up uh i love cityscape as well the different Ooh. versions of cityscape that we've hard heard. to be it's a classic city escape yeah definitely the
0: classic city escape can um, you feel the sunshine
2: <sighs> <sighs> oh
1: oh it sonic r every <laughs> second of sonic r's soundtrack is goaded every single one diamond in the sky is like a jam and i was actually gonna say uh, the, uh one of my favorites that a lot of people have been reminding me about in chat that i forgot to mention I hate this character. Silver can go jump off a cliff, but his theme song, <laughs> "Dreams of an Absolution," slaps. That song is incredible, both the, the original version and uh, th- there's a remix that came out a little later on. That's also really good. But "Dreams of a Friggin' Absolution" slaps so oh much. Oh my gosh!
4: When nice. you when you mentioned remixes, uh, the fact that there's an official remix of "City Escape" sung by Lynn, who's known to do the music in Persona Five. That is just everything in the world that could come together for me right there, and it's a fantastic uh, oh, rendition of it. Nice. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Also, one one thing I want to point out, I hope I hope you feel like you got your super chats worth, Leo Flow. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, if you notice, next to Leo Flow's name, he's got a little star, and that's because he's a YouTube member. We got badges coming Heck soon. Yeah. Daniel is actually working on those today, so mm-hmm. uh, we should have that, – that star should turn into something way cooler soon, Leo. But uh, we appreciate you joining us here on YouTube because you're – i think the very first one so thank you yeah
4: thank you uh um, thank you so
0: much well that's gonna do it for episode 77 of the GVG cast we made it through all our news all our patron topics and we only went for like you know like an hour and 45 minutes that's fine <laughs> but... i can't feel my right foot anymore at all ash it's is not there ash is uh slowly succumbing (laughs) to necrosis so we should probably get him out of the tub as soon as we possibly can oh man Uh, i saw the post show too yeah yeah we got the post show so that's going to do it for us uh if if you know you know the post show is happening soon that'll be uh live in our discord and we'll put put a link in um on on youtube uh socials there for where you can go for the post show if you're not in our discord yet um But uh, thank you guys so much for joining us. It really means a lot to us that you watch us here each and every Friday night as we are wont to do. Uh, We couldn't do this without you guys. Uh, You quite literally help us keep the lights on. You helped us bring on Brandon and Daniel full time. That means a lot to me or, you know, as partners, there's it's full times (laughs) a myth here, but uh, you know, you helped us, you helped us make our, our two uh, besties full, full fledged partners in the business. We could not have done that without your. Uh, generous support thank you all so thank you guys thank you so, so much, much for everybody. for making our dreams a reality here um, that's going to do it for us of course we have to give a special thank you to everyone at the producer tier and above who helps to make this show happen. All you producers know who you are. And in case you forgot that you're one of us, your name is on the screen right now. Like you, super duper pooper scooper and you, Michael Abuda and you refined (laughs) pet and you rise I see all of you. Uh, Thank you guys so much for supporting us. Uh, Sanku Clover, our latest producer. Thank you much. But we have to give an extra special shout out to our patrons at the executive producer tier and above or our supporters at the executive producer tier and above. And those fine folks include Brandon Bovia, cutie Caitlin, Fangs, Z Patty, Sky Blue Flames, Eastman 23, Adam O'Sullivan, Richard Herrera, Logan Daniel, The D Pad, Blake, Joy Content, Angel Martinez, Vedran, Joshua Hunter, Benny Yao, Azran 127, Black King, Joseph Rutkin, Titus Malvolio, Geeky Griffin, Lucky Wonderfish, Wataniac, Top Dog 23100, Young Ben Kenobi, Andrew Medeiros, Darchy, Becca, Michael McCaw, Matthew Wong, Goran Amber CPHT, Too Much Spaghetti, Bane 400, Ascaron 809, Rioner, Raining Clouds, The Game Orb, Super Gamer Dude 101, Grantles, Ravelox, My Mom, Hi Mom, Skull Kid Tiger, Dark Steel 01, Jason Uloa, Jaden Buck, Cystic Warrior 29, DJ Jersey, Der- Derek. I always want to say Darek. Uh, Colin, Mumbling Yeti, Cameron Sharp, Keel, Brendan Hesse, Hustle Bun, Noah Fitterer, Calvin Atkinson, Brainchild, the entire state of Wisconsin, Jim Wakeland, Long Boy Shiggy, Aramis Baramus, Kyle the Monarch, Dat Alpha Lion, Lord Metarex, Blaze Collard, Eric, Cat Evie Person Five, Peyton Teal, Mega Beatman, True Blue Reviews young Ant, Ryan Hanley the game Jamie and last but not least Alex thank you so much for uh, giving us that Woo. list that we can read out each and every episode here it means a lot I to us your it. support means the world to us and Uh, Thank you so much to Blaker36 for joining as a YouTube Discord community member. Uh, If you link your your YouTube account to your Discord account, that should drop you right in the server. Feel free to hang out in the best damn Discord community anywhere here on the internet. That is going to do it for us here for episode 77 of the GVG cast. We'll see you next week uh, at our usual time it's blanking on me 5 p.m pacific 8 p.m eastern <laughs> i know i know numbers uh, all right we are out we'll see you at the post show if you're if you're joining us for that but until next time folks good night and good vibes bye everyone bye
2: so we we'll meet see again. next time <sighs>